Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Hello and welcome to this week's The Seed Creative Podcast. I'm really excited to go ahead and jump right in by introducing our guest hosts, Nick Golden. What's up? Gavin Manning. Hello. So last week you heard from uh, me. I'm the owner of Seed Creative Video Production and I spoke a little bit about how we started, who we are, what we do. And uh, we spoke with Jacob Cantrell and Adam Honeycutt, who were two of uh, kind of the first people that came on board and got behind the Seed Creative brand. And uh, this week we get to talk to Nick Golden and Gavin Manning, who are, um, I guess, the next round of Seed Creative folks. And so let's let's just jump right in. Guess you can start I, with Gavin because Gavin was yeah. Let's before start. Me. We'll start yeah. with Gavin, but first I want you to get to know Gavin. Who is Gavin Manning? Go. I am Gavin Manning. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Um. I'm 18. I started here when I was 16 at Seed Creative. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's all. That's the whole story. And last week, I think I said to everyone, I can't wait. Or uh, no, it was in our trailer. I can't wait for people to really get to know Gavin because once he opens up on this podcast, he's a he's a hoot. He's a fun character. Um, Gavin, when you and I met... What was what was going on? Like, how did that happen? I'm gonna let you tell the story. So I was in like a a media class at school called Cats TV, and George here had been hired by the school system. No, it was uh, West Alabama Works. West Alabama Works to make a video, and they wanted to film at our school for some of the shots. And our Cats TV teacher got in contact with George, and was like, is there any way that our students can kind of shadow you and kind of just watch and see what y'all do and maybe help out a little bit? And George said yes. She didn't have to fight you to do that or anything? No, not at all. Okay. Because, uh, again, as you all heard last week, I love to find and exploit free labor whenever possible. That's true. And so I was like, oh, a bunch of teenage guys that have nothing better to do carry all my gear for I me. I say that, but you've never not paid me, so. Okay. <laughs> I like to just make people think that I'm a lot bigger of a jerk than maybe I actually am. <laughs> That's funny. That is kind of your go-to joke. I don't know why. It's like this self, like self-demotion is that the word self uh, I something like that self something it's some form of comedy i think maybe you just want to like you're like you know what i'm gonna get my frustration out by pretending to be a jerk yeah maybe <laughs> so gavin so uh, yeah so gavin was part of that crew that helped with um with when we were there filming at their high school for a portion of video for one of our clients and Gavin was uh, one of the only students that really actually felt like he cared about what we were doing. He was paying attention. He was staying behind the scenes. He was asking us questions. And we could just tell that there there was that spark in Gavin. Um, and then as we were filming, Gavin actually picked up on a continuity error. And that moment to me was like okay this he like he understands storytelling he understands video um and so I just kind of asked him his name I gave him our information and he ended up uh shooting me an email and before you know it you were interning with us so tell me about uh your experience coming in as a 16 year old you've never had a job before uh, what was that like when you came in and started being around guys that were that were doing video every day for a living? Were you scared? I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a lot different than I thought it'd be. Also, Gavin, you're talking to us, not the camera. Yeah, you don't have to look at the camera. <laughs> I keep seeing him side eye the camera. Yeah, you can talk. You can talk to us, man. We're okay, here too. Bad. We're in my the room. Bad. So, um, what was? 
what what went through your head when you finally like got out and you came and you started interning with us and you just got to see what a working environment looked like in like a creative field with seed creative it was like i said it was very different than i thought it'd be i don't know what i thought it would be but it was different not in a bad way and it was just really cool seeing all these new things that i'd never seen before learning from y'all um getting to know y'all and just having fun while working i don't know so what i love about um what i love about that response honestly is the fact that he's talking more about the people and the environment that's very true and i feel like it's really important for listeners um to understand that seed creative first and foremost our goal has always been and will always be to try to make a difference in people's lives. Now, we do that through the channel of creating video, of running a business, of making safety videos and, you know, training videos and whatever else, corporate videos, ads. But at the core of what we stand for and who we are is to try to leave a positive impact on the world. And so that's really great for me to hear that that's kind of what you started thinking about more than processes of pre-production processes of production editing all of those things are good they're all necessary for for business but what matters more to me and I think what matters more to everyone else involved with seed creative is making an impact on people regardless of whether it's business working for someone working with someone etc so um but let me just say gavin has um gavin has grown tremendously from not only a technical standpoint but from just like person personality standpoint um i mean gavin I, I, you know this but you know you can be shy at times and you can kind of be quiet and stay a bit reserved but man you have come out of your shell so much since you were 16 years old and it's it's been really nice to know that you've even been here before with clients just you and you're able to communicate with people talk to people make them feel comfortable and um and you understand all of our processes and you can make great video and you can edit and you can do all these things you're only 18 yeah dude dude like i didn't start doing this for until i was 27 thank you <laughs> yeah so what was it like why did you why were you in cats tv why what drew you to video in the first place I was, i'm wondering the same thing yeah i don't know <laughs> like what got you started like what made you join the class is that is that how is I that mean, your I first did... experience with video no well, it's my... Okay, so I joined the class because I already knew that I had an interest in film and video, but how I gained that interest, I have no clue. Yeah, it's that's interesting also. I've been wondering because, and I haven't said this before, but it's funny because you're the first person that I've ever met that, like, we give... we For those who don't know, we give Gavin a lot of crap for not having seen stuff. Gavin hasn't seen a lot of movies, and... It's funny because he has this passion for video that on if I'm being honest at times surpasses mine because you just have no like I have days where it's been there's a lot of stuff going on for me personally that I just I come to work because I, I need to and that I'm supposed to and I don't and I could talk about this more later but I don't like let go of my promises like I promised George I'm coming in tomorrow and I need to hold on to that and so that's something for me that there's days where it's it's been a tough weekend or something for me that I come in anyway and I do the work and I mean I don't think you've ever seen a lapse in no, productivity yeah. for me but Gavin you're always like you're always working on something like it's always on yeah you, when it comes to video I mean you go home like I don't think George does some but neither of us really do video at night no yeah like I, I when I'm home I'm home with my family like I do some vlog stuff for the million dollar band but like other than that like I need a brain break and you're like oh let's go home and work on blender for six hours until and I'm like dude, yes and it amazes me and it's really impressive it really is impressive because that is that is very true. Gavin will he will work 
eight, 10 hours in a day at Seed Creative. He'll go home and like eat dinner. And then I like see him on TikTok, like has made some blender video or he's, you know, he's casting some other video. So I like personally, I think um, if I'm if uh, you're OK for me to say this, I think that Gavin is one of those rare people where video and storytelling and this art and craft is just it's just in you yeah. like nothing necessarily sparked an intro. It was just always kind of there, which is why you don't have an answer to that question. Cause right. you just don't know. Yeah. You've just always been you've and, and for, for like a little bit, that's for me too. It just kind of, I just started doing it and loved it or whatever, but I can always say at its core, I started, I'm using quotation marks with just making skateboarding videos because I wanted to make skateboarding videos because that was fun. And that's where that flame really ignited. Gavin's just always been on fire for videos. Yeah. So Gavin, how long were you on Cats TV? Like what year? Were you a junior when George, you met George? No, dude, he was in 10th grade. You were a sophomore? I think so. Yeah. Jeez, yeah I think dude. so. Because <laughs> then he did a paid internship uh, between 11th and 12th grade. Yeah. 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 So he did an internship in the summer. Between 10th and 11th. Then he took a break. And then he had to take a break because he was in school. And he came around like a couple times, you know, just, but he was out for the school year. Then the next summer did a paid internship. And then during his senior year did the co-op. Right. And now he's graduated and just has a full-time job. There you go. And that's how it works. So did, like, did you keep doing cats TV? Like I know COVID might've messed stuff up, but did you just kind of move on from that? Like, was it still fun for you or was it too, like, I don't know. Were you getting to a point where you were so far advanced from everyone else in cats TV that it got not to frustrating kids, please keep doing cats TV. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's really good. It's amazing, but not everyone has the opportunity to while in high school also work for a video production company. So I stopped doing cats TV. (laughs) I stopped in 12th grade because I wanted, so I realized that at my school, once you're a senior, instead of taking electives, you can just get out of school early. So I would, I got rid of all my electives to get out of school right before lunch and then come to seed right last year. So, so seed replaced your electives and cats TV is an elective. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Was your teacher upset? No, no, she encouraged it. Oh, really? Yeah, Miss Evans, and now I believe she's moved to a different school. Oh, um, really? Yeah, she has. Yeah, so, but I think Cats TV is still thriving. Someone has taken it over. Something I do feel a little bit bad about is I didn't realize it, but I didn't tell her that I wasn't coming back the next year until the next year came. Oh, uh, did she save a spot for you? No, she was just like, where are you? <laughs> how many people do Cats TV, and how often is the, like, I don't know anything about, I did something similar that I'll talk about in a little bit, but like, what uh what was like the structure of it how did it work okay so basically there think about it like maybe there's 20 people 15 of them sit there on their phones because they took the elective to have an elective (laughs) and then the other five go to actual work that was and he was one of the other five yeah, it's not the exact numbers, but that's kind of like the ratio. The way I'm laughing is proving how funny Gavin is because even though that wasn't that funny, I just know how he talks, and right. that really got me. So anyway, yeah, that. So did they put out like broadcast once a week or something? Um, or what they call it? I don't. We know. We kept trying to do like a broadcast, but we had like the cafeteria TVs that only worked sometimes, apparently. I don't know what was up with those. Well, anyway, Gavin, I think, like, you have the passion, like, more than all of us, like, honestly. And that's really saying something. Like, because, and I don't, George, I don't really know how you were, like, when you were making skateboarding videos. And not that you're, you're one of the highest energy people I know. But even still, I don't know what that compares to how you used to be. Sure. Maybe you were a little closer to Gavin. But Gavin, man, like. He's nonstop. Like he bought a PC just so he can work at night. Like that is not a joke. So he could work on Blender at night. And and for games, but like half and half. I know, but I'm like, not gonna lie and say it was just for Blender because it wasn't. Like I can't even go home and watch like something that has that I actually have to think about after a long day of editing. But but what we're saying is you invested your own money 
into something completely sep like seed creative and plus with the gear that you currently have provides you with the tools to get your job done. You have gone above and beyond and bought your own M1 MacBook Pro. I broke it. Well, you didn't break it, just the touch bar. Bit. You bought your own camera. You didn't have to do that. You bought your own lens. You did not have to do that. You bought your own tripod. You did not have to do that. You bought, you didn't have, we provide the tools for you to get jobs done, yet you still took it upon yourself to go out and get these things to save up your own money, to be wise with it. You bought this gaming PC so that you could uh, admittedly play games, but 50% of that was to just continue to learn and continue to get work done in programs that we don't even Understand. necessarily rely yeah. on. I, dude, I don't know anything about Blender. Not really. I've done like, I made a cup in Blender and I made some like liquid stuff happen. This is like four or five years ago and that's it. Gavin's laughing because he's like, <laughs> that's simple stuff. But... <laughs> Like you're go, you're taking it upon yourself to learn these programs that I feel will be beneficial to seed in the future. It's just right now, you know, we don't we don't use those. But ironically, we have someone that's just been texting me this morning that wants to hire us to utilize some 3D tracking and stuff that we can do M Tracker 3D and Mo2. But there's a potential that we will need to use some of your skills in Blender to either create or modify some 3D models um, to put some buildings in a drone shot to represent what this area is going to look like. And I know, I told this guy, yeah, we can get it done because I know how you're one of those people where if you don't know how to do it, you'll figure it out. And You'll come back tomorrow and be like, hey, I was up at 2 a.m. Yeah. While in between gaming, yeah. I was working on Blender and figured out how to modify this window to look this way on this building or whatever. And so. And I have the same work ethic as you when it comes to, I think we all share the, if you don't know how to do it, you figure it out. Sure. But I don't have it when it comes to that specific stuff because I just don't, it does not, it doesn't not make sense to me like blender and that kind of stuff, but it's just beyond kind of even what I'm interested in and mm. this kind of thing. Cause it's just not, it's like, it's like Jacob in editing. Like, yeah. It's he can do it. He can do it. And I could like, I know a decent amount about after effects though. I still claim that no one actually knows how to use after effects. True. They just kind of figure it out. You know how to use parts of after yeah, effects. But, um, and I'll figure it out if I have to, but it's just not fun to me. And mm. for you, it's fun. And that's super cool that, like, you're that person here. Dude, Gavin comes into the studio just with the biggest smile. He like, does. Guess what I found out? Guess what I figured out he last does. night? So Every day. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't this. know how to handle all this <laughs> praise. George, you've never told me good job. He's like, all I'm allowed to say is thank you, George, for your leadership. That's true. Uh, Gavin, is there anything else you wanted to say before we switch on over to old Nicholas? Um, thank you. Do you like working here? Yeah. What if you said no? He's no. like, well, that's great and all, but I'm giving my two weeks notice life. He was like, hey, there's a reason why I bought the PC and the camera. I'm going out on my own, so George, get ready. I'm stealing your clients. Transition over to Nick Golden. Hey, Nick. Hello. So who is Nick Golden? Um, I am a senior now at the University of Alabama. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, more specifically, Plano, Frisco, Texas, if you know where that is. And um, yeah, I just got lucky being here, honestly. So that's kind of the brief overview. But if you want some more detail. I do want some more detail. Okay. Because honestly, some of these things I know and some I don't. So how, like, where where did your passion begin? How did you start to get into video? And why did you choose to go to the university? And you're, if I'm not mistaken, majoring in something related to this field. Yeah. Okay. So starting way back, the, a lot of this I've realized afterward that I was interested in this. Like, I didn't really know that... I loved video, but there's pieces of things that came together that all I was like, oh crap, like this is what I love to do. Um, so the time that I really realized where it started and then it kind of back backtracked was 
when I was in middle school, they had a broadcast at my middle school that's very similar to Cats TV. Uh, they did it once a week. I don't remember what it was called. It was like Falcon Report or something. And my best friend Marshall was in it and my parents forced me to take Spanish instead because there was only because you could get a high school credit ahead of time and they were thinking about trying to get me to graduate and take more college credit classes and all that stuff way ahead of time because that's how my parents think and um not that that's a bad thing I'm just saying they think ahead um and it was a good thing ultimately but uh I was really bummed about it so I kind of vicariously lived off of him until I got to high school and actually could take it And that's actually when I fell in love with Final Cut because they were using this thing called Final Cut Express at the time, which is like somewhere in between iMovie and Final Cut 7, I guess, of like, I don't even know what this is like 2010 or something, Mm. maybe a 2011. Anyway, so he was super interested in it. And it's kind of funny because at the time I wanted to be a music major. Like I already had my mind up. I was going to be my dad. I was going to be a band director. I was going to, you know, conduct all this stuff. And he wanted to do video. And now him and I switched and I'm a a video person. And my best friend is is, uh, going to be a band director. So anyway, but, you know, I went through high school. I joined this thing called Ranger News Network, which was the same, similar to Cats TV, except for, there were, there were more try-hard people in it. I wasn't the only try-hard one. In fact, my first year, I was very intimidated because there were several people that were already being like, what's the word? Like courted or something. What's the word? By like film schools. Like one of my friends got a full ride to uh, Southern California for film. And he was like really good. And he made this uh, short film uh, in high school that was on a track to be nominated for an Oscar. Oh, wow. Yeah, it didn't get that far, but he got like second place in one of the qualifying film competitions. It's like, how can I ever like, how can I ever be the best person that came out? Not that I think that way, but, um, but anyway, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And the more time went on, music started to frustrate me because I had things, bad things happen to me. I had auditions that just, I got screwed on like, and that happens in music all the time. Happens in video too, but, um, music is just even more subjective in my opinion. But, uh, I started realizing, I was like, I've loved the video my whole life. And I had this memory. I was like, when I was six years old, I asked for a video camera for Christmas. And I was, I didn't think it was weird at the time, but what six year old wants a video camera that isn't George's kids? (laughs) Well, and the only reason, yeah, sure. And the only reason why a lot of kids these days would is because of the YouTuber mentality. That wasn't a thing. Yeah, what kid in 2000 and I turned six in 2005. Right. What kid was asking for a video camera? Yeah, YouTube wasn't wasn't around then. No, so. and even if it was, how would I have known? Sure. I mean, I'm sure we barely had dial-up internet or something at the time. I don't even know. Right. But, um, and I started putting that together, and then I put together my friend in middle school and then high school, and I was like, this is what I want to do. So I tried to get into film school at a couple of different places. I got rejected by all of them because I just didn't do enough. And when it com- comparing like films to like high school broadcasts, it just was not cutting it. And so I started looking into, okay, well, what school is the best option that isn't like one of these film schools? And of course, I also wanted to stay in marching band. And that landed me with a couple options. Um, and one of them just happened to be the University of Alabama where – and I just haven't been an Alabama fan my entire life. My grandfather went there. He graduated in 1950. Um, but anyway, I'm talking a lot. But the it, it just kind of started falling in place without – like I didn't even really make any decisions. It was just like so obvious. This stuff happened. Yeah, and I yeah. could have I could have gone somewhere else. I could have gone to Texas Tech. I could have gone to maybe one of the UT feeder schools, te- uh, Texas, not Tennessee. But – um, I came here in February of 2018, so that would have been the year that that fall I would have been um, admitted into the UA and come here, and I hadn't made a decision on school yet. I was leaning towards here, but I didn't want to choose here because of football or band. I, like, I was like, my career is the most important thing, um, and these other schools that I have on my list have great bands, so it'll be okay no matter what. And I got really lucky, and I came here and had a recruiter who met me in Dallas – 
set up a meeting with a guy named Gray Lloyd and he met me and was just so convinced that I had this spark in me and he just took a risk, an absolute risk and hired me over a couple of juniors and seniors. So who is Gray? Gray is, he is an executive producer, I think is his title. Might just be producer at the Center for Public Television at the University of Alabama. Gotcha. So he's also in charge of hiring interns. So he has about six to 12 students every year and six of them are paid. Um, well, it varies, but, um, so I knew that my first entire year I wasn't going to get paid, but I didn't care. I was getting this amazing opportunity Right. in my freshman year. There were these, it was like the same thing as high school. These crazy seniors, two of them work for Marvel. Now one of them works for Disney and the other two just have like private video gigs, but like in the U S but they're like really good. So all of them were there at the same time. And I was just this kid who, you know, knew nothing about, a C100 knew nothing and they taught me everything like yeah. everything that I know well before I came here everything that I know came from them so combining with that happening it was great and I had no plans on looking for anything else until after college until COVID hit <laughs> and um, UA like furloughed our job yeah. that was confirmed for the summer and that was really rough and it was really complicated because I really wanted to stay in Tuscaloosa for a lot of other reasons. Um, and it was really stressful and dang, I'm like getting emotional. Um, it was really a tough year for me. And sure. when I saw the the posting that you posted for a social media producer or I don't remember what you call it, content creator. Um, I was just like, I just knew, I so, knew I was going to get it. I so, don't know why. So we'll back up a little bit. Yeah, so, sorry, I talked a lot. No, no, absolutely. I think you should. But um, when I made that post, this is this is pre-COVID, wasn't it? I it think was it, around the same time. It was March. So it was like... Oh, really? I don't remember. I know I I sent... I, it, was, it was later. Than, I think it was April. I think it was April. I think it was during COVID. So this is like... We've heard of COVID, but we're not on lockdown. I think I thought you were at home by then. No, no, mm -mm. because you, you came taking the risk. You came and you came and interviewed with me in in um, May. I hadn't lost my job. I, I I didn't know for sure I wasn't gonna have a summer job until May. Okay, so I didn't apply till then. So it was it was later than that. I think you posted in April. Okay, we'll have to go back and find the post. But um, I believe that I put that post out. And I had, I mean, I had a, I had a lot of people, um, shoot emails to me and everything. So I put this post online and, you know, at the end of the day, we're seed creative. I believe in the product that we put out. I believe in video. I believe that it helps businesses. Hence why we're doing this video podcast. Yep. Um, and so because I believe in the product, I believe that if I'm going to ask other companies to invest their money in a video, I'm going to invest my money in video, but I can't do it all myself. And so the way that I can do that is by hiring more people and by saying, I want more high quality content created for social media, for promotion, just like we, we sell our product to other companies. And so I put out a post and said, I want to hire a part-time content creator for seed creative but making video and photos of our video and photo company and so it was um you know it was a little interesting because most people i don't think would they would think we'll just do it all yourselves and i mean <laughs> at this point we that kind of is what has happened because your title has morphed significantly from what it was and we are going to talk about that but um so i put this post out i probably had 10 to 12 people um contact me four of them including you were probably high, like actual qualified candidates because i didn't want to hire someone that could come in and knew everything and could you know, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Um, I wanted someone that could come in and be humble, but also have the skills that if the skills weren't at a hundred percent, which no one is ever at a hundred percent, but if the skills were not at 80%, it's like, okay, but they're close enough. I can get them there after a little bit of time. Right. 
after you sent me my reel, I was like, oh crap, I don't have to go show this guy anything. Like Nick knows what he's doing. And so well, it's funny. I didn't even really have a reel. I don't know if you remember. I sent you like a bunch of videos. Yeah, that but that's examples. good enough for me. Yeah, like, I need I need I a real watched, reel. I think I watched thirty seconds of one of the videos, and I saw this sequence. And you'll know what I'm talking about. I don't I know the exact what it was, video you're going to say. But there's there was some kind of sequence of some person walking either up or down some stairs, and like I saw like a tight shot of a hand going down a handrail or something like that. And I was like, oh, like this this is this is it. This is the guy. Like his sequence of this person walking convinced me. Wow. Well, it's that video very specifically was a really tough is the hardest, the biggest challenge I've ever had really? in video because of I want I'm not gonna describe it in any detail because I don't want to call out what video it is. Sure. But the person in that video was the rudest person I've ever met in my life. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. like I like I do not cry, even though I almost cried a minute ago because I was thinking about stuff. But I mean, like I like went home and bawled my eyes out after what this person said because they tried to just ruin my career. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting that that video would be the one that caught my attention. This, yeah, this person. <laughs> This person went to people that could get me in trouble. Oh, wow. And was like, this person does nothing. This person isn't good. And then they were texting me saying like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna take this video to somebody else who would like the opportunity to work with me. It was very dramatic. And so, but it was a good video and it turned out really well. So I decided to include it. So it's really funny that that's the one you watched because... And it just made it worth it because I yeah. Had, I, yeah. And I also want to clarify something that I said a minute ago, which is I said that I knew I was going to get the job. I didn't mean that in a cocky way. I just had this feeling like it yeah, just dude. felt right to me. Yeah. And I, and, but the thing is I had no confidence in that because I didn't think, I didn't know exactly what you were looking for. Your, your post wasn't vague, but it was like intentionally open-ended. I feel sure. like, and I didn't know was a college kid going to be good enough, you mm. know? was someone who's never I knew you had a red like I've never seen one <laughs> yeah. you know was that going to be good enough and I guess you had faith in me or something because <laughs> um dude well it was it was not only the post but of course I would never say oh I'm just going to hire someone based completely off the visuals that they send me right so we're going to get back into what we were talking about with Gavin a second ago is at the end of the day look I'm going to be I'm going to go ahead and say it. I have worked with people who create the most beautiful looking videos. There are people that I've worked with in, in Tuscaloosa, in Birmingham, in Nashville, in Atlanta, all over the place. And they will send me or I will see the videos that they're putting out and they're freaking great. And then I work with them and I do not care anymore how good their videos look. Because you can't sit next to them. Because I yeah. can't work with this person, not necessarily because of I don't like this person or anything else. It could it could literally be I don't I don't like the way this person shows up an hour late. I don't like the way this person talks to clients. I don't like the way this person I'm sorry, but maybe this is a little bit of old school coming out. I don't like the way this person presents themselves with the way that they dress in front of clients because there is there is a level of expectation when it comes to presenting yourself as a professional. Absolutely. I show up in a t-shirt, a backwards hat, and jeans. So you know that these people were showing up in something worse than that. I was about I was about to say, my mom always complains that I don't dress good enough. So take that, mom. I dress good <laughs> enough for the job. <laughs> well, I'm saying like someone showing up in flip-flops with socks, pajama pants, and a ripped hole in their shirt. But they make great video. It, it doesn't like... You you gotta you still have to be able to present yourself accordingly. And look, I'm also the first to say if I knew someone was in a position where they couldn't afford that, we'd buy them some 
pants and a shirt. You absolutely would. And that you absolutely so and would. that wasn't the case. It was a lack of self pride and a lack of understanding your environment and knowing you there are certain times when you can dress like a slob and you can go out and film at two AM on the street, you can wear pajama pants. I don't care. But when you're in a professional environment, at least don't have holes in your shirt. Anyway, that's completely regardless. You're not being a snob when you say this. I want to clarify for people that, so like I can explain what you're saying. So you, cause you don't sound like a jerk to me, but just to be sure you don't to other people, you're not being, it's, you're allowed to set, environments in your workplace when and you don't you're not a very like heavy-handed boss or anything like that but you are the boss ultimately right and you're allowed to make that standard for yourself at your business sure and you know you weren't in a you probably weren't in a place when you work with some of these people to set any standards because you were working for somebody else or you were equals with these other people and you just noticed trends that bothered you yeah. That wasn't your style. Yeah, yeah. and there, there, there are people that, at the end of the day, they had more gear than me. They made better-looking better videos than me, whatever the case, that I would not hire. Um, and, again, it, it has nothing to do with whether they're a good person, a bad person, whatever. That's irrelevant. It was just things things weren't aligned for whatever reason. Our hearts weren't aligned, whatever. And so I said, okay, this guy visually gets it. He knows how to make a good video, knows how to tell a story, knows audio. That is secondary. That is secondary. What matters first and foremost is who is this person? Like, who are they? Who Who is their heart? When I sh- what am I like when I show up? Yeah. Yeah. And so you showed up. I think you were tied a tucked in shirt. I, did. I think you came with like a very... Um, I'm not going to say conservative necessarily, but a very traditional job. I'm, I'm going into, you know, a job interview. I want to present myself professionally. And while I would never expect you to be dressed that way on a job site, I saw and appreciated, hey, he's taking it seriously. This guy wore a, wore a belt and tuck this shirt in. I had a big debate about what I was going to wear. I would never <laughs> dress that way, and I don't expect, and you don't dress that way now, but you cared, man. Like, as soon as you walked in, I was like, okay. And see, people don't know that bosses or owners of businesses think this way. I would never want you to dress that way on a job because it's uncomfortable, and I don't care. We wear jeans and shorts and, like, T-shirts, and I wear backwards hats to meetings. It doesn't matter in that regard, but... Check one, thumbs up, the dude cares because he came prepared to be a professional. Because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I saw pictures online, but I'm not just going to show up wearing this because that's just not how I was raised. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I just knew that it that was something important. And this sounds really dumb to talk about, but, like, it's a really important thing, I feel like. Dressing for... I think the thing is dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Well, and, the job I had was nothing. So, and, and again, <laughs> it's about the effort. It's not about the quality. It's not about are you showing up in in you know a super expensive shirt or a shirt that you got from the thrift store that is buttoned up and nicer or what. That doesn't matter to me. What matters more was the effort put forth. You did your best to dress like and present yourself as a professional and that matters it truly does so there there was effort there and then i you get there <laughs> and the professional that i am was in a different freaking meeting and forgot that you were coming <laughs> which is so funny i should have learned right then that george forgets when i'm gonna be here quite a bit like hey. especially during school year and stuff like dude you're because your schedule's all over the place yeah it sucks yeah and so <laughs> Um, and then, but again, that this was also, I think I was meeting with someone that just kind of showed up randomly. So it wasn't like, I didn't double book. It was just like, I lost track of time. I was like, Oh, it's already two 30 or whatever. So, um, yeah, man, you walked in and I thought you felt, 
you seemed like you were a little nervous. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely was. And so I, I did my best to try to, you know, calm you down and just chill. Or not calm you down. Yeah, because, like, like I, I'm nervous, but I'm still, like, mostly myself. I just yeah. wasn't, like, I mean, I didn't know you, so obviously there's a level to that. But I was very, like, I just need to be good at that you know and it yeah. also been one of the weird things where i hadn't talked to a new person in like three months because of covid mm. so <laughs> that was super weird yeah so um anyway nick walks in i'm i i immediately i'm like hey he's a good guy he's he's dressed he he gets it i start asking him about cameras a little bit he understands and i just say all right we're just gonna do like a test run let's just have you come out we're filming something i think it was the next day it was or two days from there yeah, or it was something. Two days later, Maccabee just like Jacob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I'm like, look, you know, we've got a C100. Just we're gonna be using these other cameras. Come out, bring C100. Just make something. And I was just like, just no stress, no pressure. Just do what you can, man. And you made the video. And I was like, yeah, you're hired. <laughs> you gave, you said something that gave me like, I, so I had n like, I won't say I had no confidence in myself, but I'm pretty, I'm like my own worst critic, of course. And I'm super, super hard on myself. So when I made that video, I was not confident in it because mm. I just didn't know. I watched your stuff, but all the videos are very different. So it was like, I don't know if I nailed what Seed is about. And I was nervous when you were about, you were about to watch it. And you loved it. And you said, I don't remember your exact words, but you said, like, you get it. Like, yeah. you understand what I'm looking for. Yeah. And that was, like, the confidence boost I needed. And after that, I never stressed again. Do you know what I'm looking for in people? No. To be themselves in in what they create. I probably should have known that before now. <laughs> so, well, I think that you just didn't know how to articulate it, but I think it makes perfect sense. It's just like when I, with Jacob last week, how he talked about... Um, something that I say to him is just do what you think looks good. I can tell him all day, I want a wide of this, a medium of this, a tight of this, get back up and zoom in on this. What it, this is something I say shoot. all the time. <laughs> like, I, but that's not, uh, I like, I believe in you as a person. I believe in Gavin as a person. And I believe that, like, again, I'm just going to get in the way if I try to micromanage every shot, every aspect. And so while it's important for us all to be aligned in the storytelling and visually does it need to look dramatic or bright and happy or whatever, as long as we all understand that, we all know what would each other do and you modify it to what do I want to do and then you make it work. So, um, yeah, I just, I want to say this because I know that Gavin's mom and I know that Nick's mom will likely listen to this. They will. So or my mom will for sure. Both of you have done an incredible job at raising incredible human beings. And I, I, I truly appreciate that because I, as, as you just heard, I'm not looking for only the person that can make the be most beautiful video in the world, only the person that understands logistics. I'm looking for people that have a good heart because at the end of the day, I think that 99% of our clients come back to us for us, uh, for the people that they're working with. I think 1% of that is how much they love our video. I really think that. That's a, it's a big 1%, but like, obviously we have to create a video that works for them and that they, they appreciate, but man, like people just like working with good people and they know that if you screw up, like, I'll just say, Hey man, like this is out of focus. We need to reshoot it. And you're like, okay, I get like, okay, no big deal. And like, not to mention we take such like care in our work that like if we mess the tiniest thing up we're like broken hearted about it yeah and we will go on our own go and just redo yeah absolutely or yeah. like we're not we're not even gonna say anything to the client about it no we're it, it, unless we have yeah. to but we're gonna show up and we're just gonna fix it and that's something that you do you will just say i'm gonna fix this don't worry about it like i'm taking it upon myself same with gavin adam jacob they're all like, those are the people that I want to work with, and those are the people that I want to build Seed Creative with. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm truly appreciative of you and the hard work that you've done. Gavin, the same, uh, y'all are both, um, in incredibly bright and you, your futures are so much like bigger and brighter than I even had, uh, like, I would have never even had the opportunities that y'all have, not because of Seed Creative, but because of yourselves, because of the way that you look at life and the way that you are thoughtful about the future, the way that you are considerate of others, the way that you're kind to people, that matters literally more than anything else. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. And I just want to say for the record that while Gavin and I had the worth worth. You got it. Work talk. ethic. Work ethic. You really gave us the tools and the freedom. And I think you give the freedom. You and Gray, my other boss, my life would not work at all if both of you weren't the way that's, that you were. Because both of you are very similar in the way that you just trust people. Yeah. And I'm sure you didn't trust me. I'm sure even after that first day or whatever, it took you like a, it probably took you six months until you really trusted me. And that's fine. Maybe you re, you didn't start really trusting me until two days ago. Maybe you don't really trust me. Yet. <laughs> but well, considering I think it was, I don't even know how long it was. It couldn't have been a month. And you were like, Hey, could I use the red for something? And I was like, yeah, just take it with you. You were like, what? I was like, yeah, dude, just, I trust you. Put it in the box and take it. You should have seen when I walked out using that by myself for the first time, the head turns <laughs> of my friends uh, and they're all like, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, anyway. I trusted you pretty quickly. Actually. Really? I, get a, I, I have a pretty good, I you can, do. I you can do. sense people, you know, and I've tried with other, I've tried with people and it didn't work for one reason or another, but I think always deep down, I knew maybe that person wasn't going to work out anyway. But um, anyway, what I was saying was well, I, I just appreciate how you are and how you run your business. And it's something that like I want to be as par a part of for as long as I possibly can sure. um, before life gets in the way. But yeah, I think the key is all of us. It's like weird because it's at it's we're at the point to where and I just saw what time it was is crazy. I can't believe we've been going this long. But um, I the our support of each other and all of us is what makes it great. And it's so weird because none of us were together until recently, like that recently. But now it's like family Seed would be weird without Gavin, yeah, without dude. Adam, you know, it's so anyway, I know it's, it's 100% family. It's just really cool that you've, you've built it up and now it's like, we're all part of it. And I think that's really cool. So anyway, yeah. I'm just appreciative. And mom, for you, who's crying right now, it's okay. And I love you. <laughs> Yeah. She's definitely crying. <laughs> Y'all's moms are awesome, man. Seriously. Hey, my mom is awesome. And at some point, I want to have her on this podcast because she, you know, has an incredible story as well. And it's something that in the future, I think that maybe we will all work on telling her story yeah, I uh, with but, yeah. these cameras. So that's that's for a future thing. Last thing, because it has gone way over I'm the I'm really time. surprised how long it took. This I, has gone I, way I over the time we expected. All right. Gavin, me, Gavin. What is your favorite movie or the movie that has inspired you the most? Regarding Keep in mind, Gavin has seen nothing, so Gavin, this should be Gavin very has interesting. seen Sesame Street. That's all. That was a good movie. <laughs> okay, so I really, really like visual effects, and a movie that came out somewhat recently and really impressed me with the visual effects was Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Oh, okay. No, not Homecoming. Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah. It had a lot of almost like Inception visual effects, you know, like visual effects inside of the visual effects. Sure. Because the movie was about visual effects. Right. Basically. It was. And they used visual effects to show the visual effects. Nice. I just thought that was really cool. And they all look really clean and nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that, that movie inspires you to continue to learn Blender and stuff like that. That's not what I expected. That's a good choice for you That's specifically. Great. Yeah. Okay. Nick. I'm not going to go. I was planning on a bigger tangent about this, but I'll, I'll make it brief. La La Land is my favorite movie, I think. I knew that. Really? Yeah. It's, it's been, well, you talk well, about well, it I all know, the time. but I've been struggling because Christopher Nolan, I, I, I decided I had to pick this one because Christopher Nolan movies are like my favorite and I just couldn't pick one on the movies podcast, I cut it out, so I'm gonna tell it now. But, um, 
I said that Tenant was my favorite one of Christopher Nolan movies, but I forgot about like three of them. And guess what? That podcast is in the future. I know, but so. I already but I cut that out, so it doesn't even exist. Oh, okay. So Got it's it. kind of like Tenant. Weird. For those of you that have seen that movie, that's a really good joke. Anyway, La La Land has it all for me. Has jazz, has cinematography, great blocking, great lighting. Should have won Best Picture. Um, that, that's a hot take. I've seen Moonlight. It's fine, but I just like La La Land a lot better. <laughs> but anyway, it just has everything. I think the acting is great. And it just makes me... I just loved it so much when I saw it. I couldn't even believe it. And I also think the ending is genius. And George, I know you like fell asleep during that movie. I'll give it another shot. You really need to watch. I, I was really pretty think tired. La La Land, like the ending especially, it was kind of controversial. Spoiler alert. I'm going to say how it ends. Gavin, is that fine with you? I'm not going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> they, the, the, the couple in the movie does not end up together. And I think that's brilliant. The ending is brilliant because I can see that happening to people. And I've seen it happen to people where they give up things for their jobs and, and for their dreams. And they book, and I think it's so realistic. And in the whole rest of the movie is supposed to be like a classic Hollywood cinema movie until the ending where it's different. And I think that's really cool. That's it. Gavin and Nick, thank you for, being part of the Seed Creative Podcast, episode two. Thank you, George, for hiring me. <laughs> thank you, George, for hiring me. <laughs> it should have been thank you, George, for your leadership. No, we're going to say it in sync. Ready? Three, two, one. Thank you, thank George, you, George, for your leadership. <laughs> okay, Gavin couldn't get through it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, this is going to be a running joke for the remainder of this entire podcast, however long it goes. All right, that's it. Thank you all for watching. As always, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Please leave some comments below if uh, you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation. And we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere podcasts are available. We also have some incredible podcasts lined up. Some have already been created as of the time of this recording, including talking with Philip Grossman, an incredible photographer and cinematographer that travels the world doing some amazing work, uh, specifically in Chernobyl, which is really, really interesting stuff. We have Jared Land scheduled to be on the podcast. Jim Page, CEO of the Chamber of Commerce of West Alabama, which recently won Chamber of the Year, which means they're literally the best chamber in the nation uh uh which is so, really cool which is just incredible and we've been working with them for a long time so a lot to hear from him all right that's it george edmondson nick golden gavin manning signing off peace talk to you see you on the next one this podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.